Rambam Hilchas Shenim Perek Yud Gimel. When a person gives landed property as a gift, the rights of a neighbor do not apply. When the deed recorded a gift states the gift accepts financial responsibility for the gift, the rights of the neighbor do apply. Since he did mention financial responsibility, it's obvious that the transfer was a sale. It's used the term gift only to nullify the rights of the neighbor. How much should the neighbor pay? The value of the property. If the purchaser admits that it was a trick over here, saying we tried to perpetual to make deception, it was a sale, and this is the price I paid for. He must support his claim by taking an oath using a sacred article. He may then collect his claim as the laws of Shluchim. It appears to me that the purchaser must claim only a price that is appropriate for the property slightly more. If, however, he claims to have paid 200 sutras for a property worth 200, his word is not accepted. If the deed recorded the gift sales states, I accept financial responsibility for the gift. If it is taken away from the recipient, I will give him 200 sutras. The neighbor must pay the recipient 200 sutras. If afterwards, only afterwards may he displace him, it supplies the property is worth only a mana. When a person exchanges a courier for another courier, a neighbor does not give him the right of Meitzar, when a person exchanges a courier for an animal or for movable property, we evaluate the worth of that animal or movable property. The neighbor then gives him the amount of the purchase and displaces him. The purchaser cannot tell the neighbor, give me an article like the one I used for the purchase, for this is a haroma, it's not reckoned with at all. A person sells a friend a small portion of land in the midst of the field. When he sells him a larger land, a land next to the field, we evaluate the property. If the small portion that he sold him is of greater or lesser value than the portion of the land he sold afterwards, Purchaser acquires the desired land, and the, not, and the neighbor cannot displace him. But the purchaser himself is a neighbor by virtue of a small amount of land he purchased in the center. If small portion of the land is in the center of the same value as the portion of the side, this is an act of harama, and the neighbor is entitled to displace the purchaser from the second portion of this field that he bought. When a person sells a property within the context of a conditional agreement, whether the condition was stipulated by the seller or their purchaser, a neighbor cannot displace the purchaser until the conditions are met and the purchaser acquires the property entirely without the original owner retaining any connection. Only then may the neighbor displace him. 
When the purchaser was built, has built to improve the property you purchased or destroyed or impaired it, when the neighbor displaces him, he must pay him the money that is appropriate for him. All deeds is considered the agent of the neighbor. Similarly, if the purchaser took a loan for the neighbor displaced him and the neighbor displaced afterwards, the creditor may not take the property from the neighbor. So, there's a whenever a person purchases property bordering on a friend's property line, he's considered a person's agent, as if he said only to better his interest and not to impair him. If he improves the property, he receives only the expenses. I'm when do we say this? When do we say this? When he partook of the produce after the neighbor came and brought him to this place. This does not now, this does not apply with regards to produce on which they partook before that time. On the contrary, it's considered to have partaken of his own produce and none of it is taken into account. When a person purchases a field with two owners and a neighbor comes and desires to place him only from the portion of the property that he purchased from one, he is not given that right. He must either displace him from the entire property or leave him with the entire property. When a person sells a property to two people, a neighbor has the right either to displace them both or to displace one and leave the other. When a neighbor comes to displace the purchaser, but before he displaces himself in the field he owns, the border, the border of the property, he forfeits his rights. When an agent conducts the sale of a property and he himself is a neighbor, he does not have the right to displace the purchaser since he himself sold him the property. There is no greater way ever possible. When a creditor of the seller takes the field from the neighbor, the neighbor should collect this due to the purchaser. When he displays the purchaser, in turn, should collect it due to the seller. Whenever a creditor takes property as payment from an outstanding debt, a neighbor has the right to displace him. A person taking the property should not have greater right than the one who purchased it. If at any later date the original owner desires to pay back the money that he owns, the owner should be the field will revert to him. When a man's wife owns property, the borders of a property that is being sold, the husband has the right to displace his purchaser. For all the wise properties in the domain, and he has the right to exercise every privilege that he has. I feel it. I feel it. Even if the woman makes a kinyan perform that she waives the right on behalf of the purchaser, her act is of no consequence and her husband may displace him. Um, the, you should be that to a silk of the Kavahana, Evershay, and Nisim Nisim Nisad, the Indian, 
If the wife took the initiative and displaced the purchaser or a servant who carried a business affair on behalf of his master displaced the purchaser, the husband of the master acquiesces to the displacement and confirms the deed. If he desires, he may not confirm the deed, and the wife or servant must return the property. Shainim, Perek Yudal, the last Perek in Echel Shainim, it contains five halachas. A person desires to sell a field and brings his neighbor and the prospective purchaser to the court. If he tells his neighbor, if he desires to buy the field at this and this price, do so. If not, withdraw. Here, the purchaser, the neighbor, has no room to protest. Um... He must either bring money immediately and purchase the field or waive his privilege. If he says, I will work to raise money, he is not listened to. If he says, I will go and bring money, and one would presume that he possesses the resources at hand, we wait until he goes and brings the funds. If one does not presume that he possesses the resources, we do not listen to him, we assume, So we tell either produce the funds immediately or waive your privilege. Because we don't... Uh, Labor is not given the time to amass funds. When the neighbor and the prospective purchaser produce money, and the coins produced the purchaser are better and more likely to be accepted than the produced the neighbor, is the neighbor is not given the privilege. Property may be sold without as is being given the right to displace the purchaser. Now, if the prospective purchaser desires to buy the property to build houses and the neighbor desires to purchase it as a field, the purchaser is granted it because of the virtue of settling the land. The neighbor is not granted the privilege of displacement. Purchaser comes and consults with the neighbor, asking him, so-and-so, your neighbor desires to sell his field to me. Should I purchase it? The neighbor does not forfeit the right to it. Even if he tells him, go and purchase it, instead he may displace him after he purchases it, unless he performs a kinyan, assuming that he does not desire the property. When is it necessary for the neighbor to confirm that he has no claim against the purchase of the kinyan? When you make such statements before you purchase the property. However, he waives his right has to purchase his property. A neighbor comes and helps the purchaser rents a piece of property for him, or sees that he builds a desiring or building of the strength of this wealth portion of the property and using it as his own, and the neighbor does not protest or assert his claim, he is considered to have waived his right, he is not given another property to be displaced. When a neighbor was in another country, sick or below the age of maturity, and afterwards 
he recuperated it, came of age or returned from his journey. He does not have the right to displace the purchaser. If he were given such a right, a person would never be able to sell a, field, a land to property. But the purchaser would fear or will be taken from it a later date. They're going to have ruled on this matter. When a person sells property that's worth 200 zuz for a month, if the seller were to scale the price for everyone in the neighbor is required to pay the purchaser only 100 zuz before he displaces him. The seller will not discount the price for anyone in the neighbor must pay the purchaser the 200 zuz that the property is worth. For it is that the seller gave the purchaser a gift. If a person purchased property worth a, a mana or 200 zuz, a neighbor can displace him, not displace him unless he gives him 200 zuz. If there were witnesses that the purchaser gave 200 zuz, but the neighbor claims that he was in an agreement between him and the seller, he definitely knows that in truth the seller cannot, seller took only 100 zuz from him, and so the neighbor must pay that amount of money that witness stated. Afterwards, he may displace the purchaser and require. Take a choice that he purchased the property of Tuntus, and after an oath, he's under the obligation. Now, a person wants to sell property, and two people come offer to purchase it. One is willing to pay the same price, and neither of them are neighbor. If one of the prospective purchasers was an inhabitant of the city, and the other is involved in the outlying fields, inhabitants of the cities can be priority. If one lives close to property being sold, now the other comes first. comes neighbor comes first. In the most situation, the person act first and acquire the property. His friend does not have the right for balmetzer. Metzer, for either of them owns property, for neither of them owns property reporting on the property being sold, and our established these rules, such as the expression of Siddhis and general spirit. The purpose of these halachas is to know the rules pertaining to a person's agents and his partners and the injunctions that apply with regards to purchase sales, losses, and profits. So we are going to explain these halachas in this chapter. When a person tells a person, go and sell landed property for me, movable property, or purchase for me, the person should perform his shlichas, selling or buying. All his deeds are binding. A shliach is not necessary for him to take a make a kinyan or make the appointment observed by witnesses. Instead, the statement he makes to his friend is sufficient. Witnesses are necessary only to reveal what transpired if one of the two denies the matter, as in the case with regards to other claims. When a shliach intentionally violates the instructions of the mishaliach, 
his deeds is of no consequence. Also, if he makes a mistake, this mistake, even the slightest amount, his actions are nullified. For the Mishaleach can tell him, I sent you to improve my possession, not impair it. The principle that with regards to property, the laws of Eno do not apply unless one pays a six or more than the proper price for an article, and that these halachas do not apply at all with regards to the sale of servants. Uh, they do, however, apply when the seller and purchaser himself conducts the transaction. When, however, it's conducted by a shliach, then it doesn't matter what it is, the transaction is nullified. When a person gives money to the shleach to purchase a karka for him, and the shleach purchases it for him without requiring the seller to accept financial responsibility if it's taken away from the purchaser, it's considered to have damaged the principal position. Shleach must purchase the property without financial responsibility as he did for himself. Then he must sell it to the principal and apply financial responsibility. This decision is rendered because the agent purchased the property with money belonging to the principal. Therefore, the Mishalech explicitly makes it tonight that he's appointing the Shalech in that capacity. Whether he improves his position or impairs it, he may not retract, even if the Shalech sold a field worth 100 dinars for dinner for him or purchased one dinner for 100. And the Mishalech must pay the Shalech as he made it tonight. A person tells the Shalech, sell a portion of my field large enough to sow a sow. And he sells a portion large enough to sow to sow. The Shalech is considered to have added the principal's instructions. And the purchaser acquires only an area large enough for one sell. If the Mishaleach told the Shliach, sell a portion large enough for two sa, and the Shliach only sold one sa, the Shliach is considered to have violated the Mishaleach's instructions, and the purchaser does not acquire anything. If the Mishaleach told the Shliach, sell my field to one person for me, and the Shliach sold it to two people, the sale is nullified, and he violated the principal's instructions. If the principal told the Shliach, sell the field for me without giving any further instructions, the sale made by the Shliach are binding, even if he sold the property in a hundred portions. When a person gives money to the Shliach to purchase wheat or other types of merchandise, and the Shliach does not make the purchase, the Mishaleach does not have any financial claim against the Shliach, only complaints. If a Shliach, the Mishaleach gives the Shliach money to purchase wheat, whether to eat or to use as merchandise, and the Shliach purchases barley, if the price of the barley that he purchased becomes less than the wheat of the price of the wheat, the Shliach must pay the loss. Why? Because he deviated from the instructions that it was given. If may see food, man, he's feeling about mice. The price of the barley increases more than the price of the wheat. The profits belong to the owner of the money. If 
the price of the merchandise was fixed and an additional quantity weight or measure was given to the shtir, whether it was added by the seller should be divided between the two. The additional measure should be slipped between the shtir and the mishaleach. If the object sold does not have a fixed price, everything should be given to the principal. When a person owes a friend money, whether because of a debt, an entrusted article, or wage, and he gave money to Shteach and told him, Bring this money to my creditor. Shteach is not required to take special care of the matter and pay the creditor in the presence of the witnesses. But if he says, you have to pay in front of Edom, and he didn't, then he has to pay. If the chayv was recorded in a note, and the paid the chayv outside the presence of the witnesses, and did not take the note, Shteach is chayv, should the creditor demand payment for the debt again. The supplies whether the a uh, guy told the shliach, take this note and give him the money, or give him the money and take the note. For by not taking the note, the shliach made the, the shmishaleach impaired and did not improve it. Halacha zayin. Rabbim says, the shliach moiz shibyadu b'yashluch, b'amu lehelech mamazel l'plani shanichayv le'v halach b'nasna shalei b'edim. Prison sends money that he possesses with the shliach, saying, bring this money to so-and-so because I owe it to him. And he, the shliach went and gave it to the guy, gave the money outside the presence of the witnesses. If the shteach said, I paid, and the guy says, the worker says, I did not receive it, and the three are standing together like this, the following course of action should be taken. should take a that he paid the chayv. The creditor of the worker should take an oath that he did not receive anything, and the shteach should pay the creditor or the owner of the entrusted object. Even if the two shluch have been trusted with making payment, the testimony doesn't mean anything because they are involved parties, but they are required to take a shvot sasis. The shluch denies the statement to the creditor and the three are standing together. If however the shteach comes to the principal and tells him, I paid your creditor as you instructed me, the principal may not require him to take an oath and he performed the mission. But there's no one who issues a definite claim that did not perform his mission. Similarly, if the Shteach died or traveled overseas and the Balchayv came and demanded payment of the Chayv, the debtor may not require him to take a Shua Sessus that the Shteach did not pay, for there is no one who issues a definite claim that received the money. Instead, the Balchayv should have a, make a band of uh, issued against anyone who demands payment the second time. Afterwards, he has to pay the Chayv. When Reuben sends a letter to Shimon telling him, you owe me a money, send, it to, send to me with Levi. If Shimon is willing to send the money with him, he is no longer responsible for it. This applies whether a loan is entrusted, object is involved, provided he recognizes that the letter is written by Reuben. Normally, because after the Shadak to the Khaji Shabalev has.
when Levi comes with a shli- as a shliach of Reuben and takes 50 zoos from Shimon, and then Reuben comes and claims I sent him only 20 and that he brought me 20, Reuben takes an oath supporting his claim as he is required of anyone who admits a portion of the claim made against him. A lady must take a short assessment that he gave Reuben 50 zoos that were given to him. If the above scenario was repeated in an instance where Shimon owed Reuben money, Shimon must pay the difference of his own resources.